Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. It's like a poem, but I'm glad that I'm not singing. How many of us are glad to be in church this morning? Amen. Awesome. Good to see all your faces. Praise God. Let's get ready for the word. Let's get ourselves settled. And I'm sure that God's got a word for us. Praise God. Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seats. Uh, we are on the weekend of increase. And we've been dealing with this thing about increase the last two days. How many of you have, he- have been here since the first day, Friday? Okay. Saturday? How many of you were here Saturday? Okay. So, those of you who are just joining us, you will pick up from where we stopped. And then you can get the messages. They are free. And listen to them and feed your faith on them. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17. We talked about the blessing. And we saw in Genesis 2, 17, when man fell. Genesis chapter... Am I right? 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, please. In Genesis chapter 3, when man fell. Let's go to verse 17. The Bible says, Then to Adam he said... Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and you have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Now, the curse came on the ground. And that's important. The curse did not come on the man. The curse came on the ground. The ground was cursed. Now, what was the sign, and you've got to follow this now, what was the sign that the ground was cursed? We see it right here. It says, in toil. The word toil, T-O-I-L there, is the word sorrow. So if you read the King James Version, it says, in what? In sorrow, you will eat of it all the days of your life. Or, the New American Standard Bible says, In toil you shall eat. So, the sign that the ground was cursed was that when man walked the ground, his productivity is going to be out of sorrow or out of the sweat of his brow. The next verse says, But thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground. Now, it's important for us to understand that God is not against hard work. We, we teach hard work here. And I believe that we should work hard. But there is something here. The Bible says that from the sweat of your brow, you will eat bread. Okay? And the ground will produce for you, but it's going to be by toil. And I say this all the time. Some people say, well, I don't have to be a Christian to be rich. You're, you're very correct. You're very correct. The scripture says that if you toil enough... If you walk hard enough, you're going to eat bread. It did not say you will not have bread to eat. It says you will eat bread. But according to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, that's not the original intention of God for you. The original intention of God for you is not to eat out of your toil. Why? Because at that point, the blessing is at work. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, go with me to Proverbs chapter 10. Are you here? Okay. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Observe the words we're saying. Pay attention to the details. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. Do you have the New Living Translation? It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. Now, you you realize that the scripture says that when the blessing of the Lord comes upon the life of a man, 
It will add no sorrow to it. That means the man will not walk under that curse. That is in Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. Something is going to be separate about the life of this man. The blessing is going to make him to be rich. Now, the word rich doesn't mean that everybody is going to be a billionaire or a millionaire. The word rich actually means abundantly supplied. Which means that the Lord would supply whatever you require to get your life going. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, we understand that when the blessing comes, it makes... Now, if I use the word make, what, what, what am I signifying? If I say, I'm going to make you, it means I'm going to transform you from one particular state to what? To another state. Am I correct? Am I correct? Let's say, if I say, I'm going to make you uh, a supervisor, what do I mean? Which level are you before you become a supervisor? What's, what's the work level? What? Below supervisor, no, that, that's not correct. <laughs> what, what work level? Those of you in career, well, let me use my own field. I don't know what you guys do there when you go out there. Foreman? Okay. Okay. If I say I'm going to make you the senior pastor of the church, I can't get that example wrong. What that means is that you were a pastor. And I'm going to upgrade you, right? I'm going to take you one step higher. Am I right? Okay. So, if the Bible says the blessing of the Lord will make you rich, what does that tell you? It's going to take you one step higher. There's going to be more abundant supply. It means you were not before because if you were, it will not make you. Alright? Are you here? Or are you thinking of Jollof Rice? Come on, are you here? Alright? If I say I'm going to make you a man, I really cannot make you a man. You're a man. But if I say I'm going to make you something else, or maybe I say I'm going to make you a real man, <laughs> then you know I'm going to add some substance to you. So we cannot use the word make if it's not going to improve. That's where I'm going to. If I use the word make, it means that there is actually an improvement. What that means is I can tell from where the blessing came and from what the blessing made me. I can measure the making of the blessing. And the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and it added no sorrow. And we said the word rich means to be abundantly supplied. Now, we look at the life of Joseph. Uh, let's go to Genesis 24 first. See something in the life of Abraham. Genesis 24 and verse 33. <laughs> this was... When the servant was sent to go and look for a wife for, for, for Isaac, you know, when Rebekah, and when he was choosing a wife, how did, how did the man test the wife? He wasn't just looking at the figures and the makeup, beautiful things to look at, but was looking at how hard working this lady was going to be. He says, if you help me feed my camels and give me water, and then that person is going to be the wife for my master's son. And I made a research when I was studying this many years ago. It takes about 8 to 10 gallons of water to feed a camel. And this guy had a lot of camels. That's been a whole lot of hard work. Okay, when you want to marry somebody, you should just look beyond the physical beauty of the person. Either the man or the woman. There are hidden things you should look for. Because when life happens, those are the things that will stand out. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, verse 33. So... So they had come to the house now. But when food was set before him to eat, he said, I will not eat until I've told you my business. And he said, speak on. And I said this during the first service. We must learn to attend to our business before we eat. If you want to be successful in life, you must learn the power of delayed gratification. You can't go and write Waek and come back with a girlfriend and have F9. You ate before you finished your business. Are you understanding this? You know, some things you do in life are not wrong. They are just done at the right time, at the wrong time. If you do the right thing at the wrong time, it will produce the wrong results. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you do what? The right thing, but you do it when? At the wrong time, what will happen? It will produce the wrong result. And this man understood that he didn't come here primarily to eat. He came here to look for a wife for the master's son. But let's progress. So he said, I'm Abraham's servant. Verse 20, 35. The Lord has greatly blessed my master. 
The Lord has greatly blessed my master so that he has become rich. Did you see that word there? Did you see it in your Bible? Did you see the word become? Okay. Some of you don't have a Bible, so you don't be not sure. But did you see it in the projector? Did you see the word become? Now, what does the word become tell? If I say, this man has become rich, what does it tell you? What does it tell you? He has become rich. No, it tells you that the man did not start out rich. He became it. Why did Abraham become rich? The answer is there because the Lord had blessed him greatly. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. The blessing of the Lord came upon Abraham and it made him to become something. Which means that the blessing is a converter. You will start out this way, but when the blessing of God gets to work in your life, it will make you become something. The problem we have in church is we sit in church and we try to become things under 24 hours. You know, some of the most impatient people you will ever work with in this life are Christians. Yeah. And you know this thing I'm teaching you now. I'm taking it slowly so you understand it. But you know, people don't like this. You know what they like? Let's get a bottle of oil quickly. And pray over it. So when I go to my store tomorrow, I'll sprinkle it on my store. I'll drink it. Bathe with it. Rub it on my body. <laughs> and then I'll have quick success. I said it in the first service. I'll say it again. I'll teach it next year. You know that bottle you hold in your hand? That's not the anointing oil. That's olive oil. And if you study the scriptures, olive oil is just a minute component of the anointing oil. There were other things that God instructed to be part of the anointing oil. Yes. So when I'm going to teach, I'm going to bring all the variations, all the products in the market, the Goya and all of that. And you're going to look at the composition. Just English will help you. That composition, it's not what is in the scriptures. It's just part of it. That's olive oil. It's very good for frying eggs. Better for cooking. You'll live longer. And some of you, if you stop drinking the oil and rubbing the oil, you actually smell better and you get married quickly. Because then people want to marry you, but you're just smelling olive oil, smelling olive oil, and smelling... Okay, Genesis chapter 30. Verse 40. Verse 35. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, so he said he has become rich. And he has given him flocks and heads and silver and gold and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. So the blessing got something in his life. I know now when pastors want a lot of money, then they now labor the oil, different kinds of oil. Come on. The first service got a lot of lists, right? Let me try you guys if you guys are more brilliant. How many types of oil do they have? They've got oil for what? Breakthrough. Okay. They got oil for what again? Deliverance. They got oil for what? For what? Don't worry. I, I, I know you don't go there, but just tell me. They got oil for what? Miracle alert. Harry, we need to buy one carton of that oil because we need miracle alert in this church. Okay. And they got oil for what? Miracle baby. Alright. Okay. Alright. Wow. That's a shopping mall you just walked into. <laughs> the greater one lives on the inside of you. You are the temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit resides in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, I said the Holy Spirit resides in you. If you need anything to happen, speak words. That's how the new creation operates. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Alright. Let's go on. So, the blessing in the life of Abraham, we could identify what it did. Let's, let's see how the blessing worked in the life of Joseph. Genesis 39. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I was traveling one day, Genesis 39 verse 1, and I was using public transport to travel, and uh, we, we, we drove, we just got out of the park. I think I was going to Delta States. I got free park there. We got out of the park, and then this man just said, ah, Jesus, Jesus, stop, 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 stop. And everybody was like, ah, what? 
He said he forgot his bottle of oil. Ah. So, he said, no, that he needs to anoint himself before he travels. So, he was sitting close to me. So, I said, what do you want to do now, sir? Ah, he said, no, you have to go and get the oil. So, I said, but just imagine, if you're going to get the oil now, something that happens to you. What, he said, ah, it's true. He said, no, nothing will happen. Do you realize that that man has actually left the house? He was already on his way. Until the unbelief they taught him in church got a hold of his spirit. We need to join hands and put the truth of God's word out there. Many of God's children are in bondage to these things. And if we look at the scriptures carefully, we would see that it is for freedom that Christ made us free. He actually came down. He actually came down. Forsook his transport. You know that transport is non-refundable. I went to get the oil. I wished him well. But I also prayed for him. You see, what God wants to do is put things in your spirit. And as far as those things are in your spirit, anywhere you go, we're going to read it in scripture, the blessing of the Lord will begin to work for you. You see, the child of God is never disadvantaged. All we need to do is to grow in the awareness of who we are in Christ. That's why all the prayers of Paul, whether the eyes of our understanding, will be enlightened. Look at this, Genesis 39, verse 1. You remember Joseph, okay? Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. So this man was sold. Sold as a slave, man, sold. So you, I mean, sold, sold. (laughs) They prized him, and they bought him. Okay. The Lord was with Joseph. I like this. So he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Can you imagine? It says, the Lord was with him. And in in my scripture, I I underlined it and I put the blessing. The Lord was with him because that's what God did in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. He blessed Adam. He spoke words over his life. Here was this slave bought for how many pieces of silver? Sold to slavery. Had nothing. He was in his master's house. And the Lord said, you are successful. That means, it's not the material things we have that makes us successful. It's the fact that the blessing and the God is with us. Because as far as God is with us, it's just a matter of time. Those material things are going to come towards us. Yeah, they will. They have no option. Let's read the next verse. Verse 3. Now, his master saw that the Lord was with him. And how the Lord cursed. I like this. How the Lord cursed. Right? How the Lord cursed all that he did to prosper in his hands. That means, while Joseph was walking in the house of Potiphar, there was something behind Joseph cursing, making whatever he's doing to prosper. What was that? The blessing. This thing is going to make something out of Joseph now. So when Joseph was walking, there was something behind. There was, let me use the word, an invisible force behind, causing the things Joseph to do, Joseph was doing to prosper. This was not just an ordinary slave. This was a slave that had a covenant with God. And even the unbelievers recognized that the blessing was on his life. Now, verse 5. So Joseph found favor in his sight, and he became his personal servant, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he owned, he put in charge. It came about that from that time, he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Glory to God. It means that when people hang around us, on account of us, the blessing comes on the compound. On account of us, the blessing, glory to God, comes on people around us. You know, it's so sad today. People move into a compound and they're like, ah, oh, there are a lot of witches in this compound. And the pastor will say, park from that place. If you don't park, if you don't park, they will bury your destiny. Are you joking? 
You know, I've even seen some pastors go and pray for some houses and the way they are sweating. One room apartment. I mean, if they now send you to go and do deliverance from a mansion, what will happen? You just faint. You know, when we're building this place, for like two days, the engineers were not working. So I'm like, what's happening? How did the man of God, we've been waiting for you. I said, for what? He said, I want you to pray on the foundation before we start. I said, dig that place and start now. It's my land. I've been building this house. I've been building this house. Immediately I went to the village and came back. The house stopped. <laughs> start it when you want to start it. You know, sometimes it's very embarrassing if you go and meet God now. I mean, which kills you. Then you meet God. And you go like, welcome, welcome to heaven. Welcome. So, how did you die? Well, God, there was a witch in my compound. And he gave me rice. Like, oh, okay. And God is like, jollof or fried rice or white rice. White rice and stew, sir. Okay. <laughs> so what happened? I ate. Okay. And then what happened? Um, and I died. And God is like, wow. Welcome. That good and faithful servant that a witch killed. Have you ever thought about that? It would be very embarrassing to stand before God and say the witch killed you. After all he did, Jesus went on the cross. You have angels. You can pray in tongues. White rice killed you. Let's read. Verse 21, Genesis 39. You know some of these things we teach in church are actually very stupid. And I mean that in capital letters, bold, engraved. Do you know who you carry on the inside of you? The scripture says, if that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, it will kick in your mortal body. That's what they should teach you more of. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what, if there are witches in that combat, that's the more reason you have to stay there so everybody will stay alive until they get born again. Don't go anywhere. Who do you want to go and stay there now? And you see, believers keep running and keep running and keep running and keep running. And you know the problem is too much of Nigerian movies. That even pastors have immersed themselves on, so they take examples from the movies, huh? and then they read one line in Psalms, and that's the whole message. You are actually indestructible. Did you hear that? You remember that Balaam was hired to go and curse the children of Israel? You know, every time he attempted to curse them, that he literally, he was paid. Why don't they teach us these things from scriptures? Every time he was literally cursing them, he could not. He would start out cursing them, and what will happen? Oh, come on, somebody talk to me in this church. What will happen? He will speak the blessing. You know how he was able to curse them? He made them to sin. So he told the king, he said, I can't curse whom the Lord has blessed. That's in the old covenant. He said, make them to commit sexual fornication. He said, then the anger of the Lord will break, break up against them. The only reason the enemy can get you is if you're living in sin. If you walk with the word, it doesn't matter. Are you, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, let me leave that. You know, when I get on that subject, it gets me upset. Go to Genesis 39, verse 21. Pastor, I don't know. They took my picture somewhere. They now called my name. I said, what happened? And I appeared. Why? Why do you appear everywhere they call you? Don't you know what to answer? You know, a lady came to me the other way when we started out. And she said, Pastor, I used to eat a lot in the dream. Ah, I eat a lot. Ah, I don't know. And they told me this, this, this. I said, okay, no problem. So then I think I had a volunteer. So I said, they should go and buy water. Ah, she was so happy. She thought I wanted to pray on the water for her. So I gave her the water. She drank. She drank. So I said, okay, that's fine. He said, are we not going to pray? I said, no, when people, when people eat, they, they drink water and then they, they go. He said, but every time I finish eating, something happens. I said, don't worry. Just, huh? Well, I had to pray because I know she wouldn't leave the office lest she think I'm part of those who is giving her food. I'm part of the catering company. <laughs> I prayed for her. That was the end of it. Gave her some messages to listen to. You know, some other person told me, Pastor, they are pursuing me in the dream. I said, okay, not the problem. Next time when they pursue you, turn around. Don't be the one running. 
Just be the one chasing. Because the armor of God doesn't have anything behind. Because you're not supposed to be running. All the armor in Ephesians chapter 6 are in front. You are the one with the authority. Don't let the devil run you out of town. Anything you don't like, you've got the authority in the name of Jesus to stop it. Can you say amen? amen. Alright, let's look on the blessing. So, in verse 21. Remember, Potiphar's wife came, lied with Joseph. You know, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it. The chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Look at that. This was a slave that was bought into the land of Egypt. He didn't belong to Egypt. He was not an Egyptian. He got into prison. He was made the head of the prison. What was going on with Joseph? The blessing was making Joseph rich. Was supplying him with abundance of favor. And abundance of kindness. And that's what's going to happen into your life. In this year that you're about to enter. The blessing of God is about to work in your life. And even in the places where you are oppressed. The glory of God is just going to make something out of your life. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's go on. And then the whole dream thing happened. Genesis chapter 41. Let's see what the blessing did. Verse 38. And Joseph interpreted that dream. And that's how God blesses his children. Put stuff in their spirit. Put stuff in their spirit. I'm expecting our best year is just ahead of us. Glory to God. I'm expecting the goodness of God to flow in our midst. And I'm expecting some people in this church to hit it big and hit it well. The glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blessing. We're not all going to be like this. Because the blessing is working. I said the blessing is working. I said the blessing is working. And it's making something out of our life. We are becoming something. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now Genesis 41. Verse 38. So Joseph had interpreted the dream. So he says. Then Pharaoh said to his servants. Can we find a man like this? In whom is a divine spirit. I like this. So Pharaoh said to Joseph. Since God has informed you. Mm, I like that. That means. You see our focus in life should be communication with God. Fellowship with God. You know if we fellowship with God. God is going to give us inside information. About how to prosper. You see no two people in the body of Christ will prosper the same way. There is a road map for you. There is a master plan for you. You know, sometimes we have this habit of trying to... How do I put it? Sometimes we have this habit of trying to uh, copy people. If everybody does this, we follow them. If everybody does this, we follow them. No. But there's, there's an inside information God wants to give to you regarding your own progress. Now read. It says, You'll be over my house, and according to my command, verse 40, all my people shall do you homage. Only in the throne I'll be greater than you. Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Wow. I have set you over how many? All the land of Egypt. Praise the name of Jesus. Then Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand, put it on Joseph's hand, and clothed him in the garments of fine learning, and put the gold necklace around his neck. Come on, how did this man come into Egypt? He came into Egypt as a slave. Had no gold necklace on. <laughs> Verse 43. He had him ride in his second chariot. And they proclaimed before him. Bow the knee. And he set him over all the land of Egypt. Verse 44. Moreover Pharaoh said to Joseph. Though I am Pharaoh. Yet without your permission. No one will raise his hand. Or foot in the land of Egypt. What are you talking about? This is the man that came into Egypt. Broke. Came into Egypt. As a slave. But what is happening right now? The blessing of God is working in his life. Verse 45. Then Pharaoh named Joseph. Safena Pania. The man even got a new name. The blessing got him a new name. <laughs> and then I like this. And he gave him Asenath. The daughter of Potera. Priest of On. As his wife. And Joseph went forth over the land of Egypt. The man even got a wife. 
without paying bride price, the blessing was at work. He got all kinds of favor. But I want you to see how Joseph ended up in Egypt. The blessing of God was evident in his life. And remember, this is very important, the Lord did not call him successful when he became the prime minister of Egypt. The Lord called him successful right from Genesis chapter 9 when he was sold as a slave. Because once the Lord is with you, the Lord sees you as successful. It's just a matter of time. The blessing will put you one step ahead of another, one step ahead of another. And before you realize, you look at where you are right now and say, I can only be here because of the blessing of God. Let's look at um, Job chapter 8 verse 7. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. He says, Even though your beginning was insignificant, your end will increase greatly. Job chapter 8. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. It, though your beginning was insignificant, yet your end will increase greatly. Though your beginning was insignificant, yet your end will increase greatly. Greatly. Though your beginning be insignificant. Can we see this proven true in the life of Joseph? He came into Egypt as an insignificant person. But how was his end? His end was greatly increased because what happened? The blessing of God was at work in his life. It doesn't matter how insignificant you are right now. If you would follow God's word. If you would listen to the things I'm teaching you, put them to work, act on the word, the Lord will increase you. The blessing will go to work in your life. See, most people don't have faith in the blessing. That's why they do all kinds of things just to get ahead in life. That's why they cut corners. That's why they steal. That's why they cheat. That's why they lie. Because they don't have faith that if you trust in the blessing of God, increase can come on your life. Look at the life of Joseph. The blessing was at work in his life. And that's something we need to confess daily. That's something we need to talk about daily. The blessing is at work in my life. The blessing is at work in my life. Glory to God. And we don't have an expectation of defeat. We don't have an expectation of failure. You know, I was telling <laughs> there in the first service. You know, sometimes when you're teaching, it's hard for people to get amen. But you know, if you want everybody to say amen, it's very easy. Just tell them. You will see next year. Ah, people are going to shout amen. As if they were expecting to die. See, there are some things that should be default understanding in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They're just default. Just default. They're just default. The blessing is on us. With long life, you have satisfied us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You just have it programmed in your spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let's look at another person. Go to Psalm 127, and then we'll, we'll look at Jacob, and then we can begin to wrap up. Psalm 127. Psalms chapter 127. Unless the Lord build their house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Look at this, verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of sorrow or the bread of painful labors. Verse, verse 2. I like verse 2. For what happens? He gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Can you say amen? Even in your sleep. The Lord is putting things together to bless you. You are the beloved. We are the beloved of the Lord. That's what the scripture says. We are the beloved of the Lord. We are not to eat the bread of painful sorrows. We are not to eat the bread of painful toy. There is something about our life that should distinguish us. I like the, the, the Amplified. It says, It is vain for you to rise up early. To take rest late. To eat the bread of anxious toil. For he gives blessings to his beloved even in sleep. For he gives blessings 
even to his beloved, even in sleep. What that means is that even when the beloved is sleeping, the ministry of angels at work causing things to happen for you. Hallelujah. Come and I said, Hallelujah. One of the things that God wants to do for you this weekend is to exempt you from painful toils. You've got to put your faith right in that. That you will not increase just by toil. And if you watch today, that's what's happening. People are working and working. You know, people are working so hard, they don't even have time to eat what they're working. Get up very early in the morning. There's this woman who sells Zakaran bread. Very early. Because they wake up so early, breakfast is not ready. They come back so late, they buy Friday ham. 31 days. Working, 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 working. Some working till their health is being destroyed. Anxious toil. But that's not the plan of God for your life. The plan of God for your life is that the blessing will come upon your work. And whatever you do, the Lord will begin to cause it to prosper. The Lord will begin to cause it to increase. It will begin to show in your life. You started from here, you're making progress, and that's why, listen, when you are in faith, you're never in a hurry. You know that there is only one answer that is up to this equation. No matter how it goes in life, you're going to end up alright. The blessing is going to cause things to happen for you. Hallelujah. You know, many years ago, uh, I had a couple of pastor friends who started out the ministry traveling. They, were, they would travel to the U.S. And you know, and some of my friends say, Ah, Pastor, why don't you try and you know, go to the U.S.? Oh, man, I'll try. <laughs> and you know, one thing in this life is nothing gives me anxiety. You understand? I want to travel, then I'll go and borrow bank statements, go and lie, borrow money, put in my account, do this one, do that one, do paper. I don't, I don't know how to do all those things. You know, sometimes I just believe that when the time is not right for certain things, you stress yourself over. <laughs> you know, and I had all these, and most of them were denied their visa, actually. And um, the, the, the year I was to go, there were like 50 people ahead of me. I counted, because with the U.S. visa, you can tell who is in front of you. I was like 51. All 50 people were denied. All 50. In fact, you know, there are things people use their faith for, right? You know, people like, I'm believing God for this. I said, I go deny me. I don't pray all this kind of prayer. You see what? If they deny me, I'll come back home. There's no... It's not a prayer point. I'd rather use my faith for something to heal the sick, cast out devils than somebody agrees whether I should go to a country or come back. I mean, I really will not... So, in fact, I had already programmed myself that they will not give me the visa. So you know how when you want to fail an exam, you now start telling yourself what will not make the failure so painful. That everybody should not go to school. Is it everybody that went to school? You know, you tell yourself that because you know that you are failing. So when you tell yourself that everybody does not go to school, even Dan go to which school did he go to? You know, you are, you are just making it so that when the report card comes, it's not so painful. So I've even told myself, must I travel? In fact, people want me in Bonny. What am I even traveling? I've already started consoling myself and then they gave me the visa. But you see, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Setting things in life is just a matter of time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That whole anxiety you're putting in your life to get things. You know, sometimes people want to buy a car. And then they now go and buy a very cheap car. And they say, well, it's the favor of God. But actually, that man is tired of the car. He just painted it. Right? I remember a friend of mine went to buy a car for 300000 <laughs> The only day we enjoyed that car was the day he bought it. Ah, we were even happy. We rejoiced with him. You know how you snap photograph and hold the door of the car? You know when you snap photograph like that, you know you are not the owner. You now hold the door like this. That's how they used to snap photograph in those days. You know, we pushed that car. Thinking of it now, I'm very angry. We pushed that car. <laughs> we pushed that car until... You know, when we now say, we want to go somewhere, say, I will bring my car. I say, no, no, no. <laughs> Because we will be mad. You know how you are all dressed up, young guys. We want to take your car somewhere. You put a car until you now remove your shoe, put in the boot. We will now be pushing our car in the boot. We get so tired, somebody is okay, let me enter and be the one in front. That guy is tired. <laughs> he wasn't tired. You see, don't force things to happen in your life. Just grow into things. Don't allow pressure... Because if Joseph wanted to rise to the top quickly, what would Joseph have done? Slept with Potiphar's wife. He was at short circuit the blessing. 
every time we try to use shortcut to make what God has promised us come to pass, we will short-circuit the blessing. Every promise of God has the capacity to come to pass if we believe it. Can you say amen? amen. Alright, let's go to Genesis chapter 30. Well, how did that car end up? He ended up selling it for 200000 I don't want to imagine all the courses the man who bought that car <laughs> would have released on him. And you know, when he wanted to sell it, really did it very nice. In fact, when the man offered 200 he said, ah, no problem, just, just take it. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm sure the man would have gone to testify. Praise the Lord. The Lord favored me. I bought a car. It's 200,000. Genesis 30. <laughs> Let's look at verse 27. We're looking at the blessing now. In the life of Jacob. Remember, Jacob came to uh, his uncle Laban with nothing. He was running away. You remember that? Come on, you remember that? He was actually running. I mean, this guy worked seven years for a wife, only to get up. Then I said, you know what? Our culture says is the eldest one that must marry first. Ah! Then the man now worked another seven years. Joseph is a go-getter. The guy worked 14 years for two women. You know, I've heard of this culture. I've not, I, I don't know if it's true, but I've read about it a lot. Where they flog people who want to marry. Have you read of that? Have you read of it? Have you heard or read? Which one? Read? Head? Okay. Have you seen? Okay, so let's just believe it's true. But you know, if that was true about getting married, you know your pastor will be single, right? I mean, you just go there, you want to get a wife. And so carry. They now bring Cain. Like, no, we were actually looking for mangoes. We, we, we. Wife, uh, I'm not. I'm not yet old enough. <laughs> but well, bless God for the men who got, got married to those women. And he said, if they flog you and you cry, then they start again. That's where the problem is. Actually, the problem is not is not starting to receive the beatings. The problem is having to count again. Uh, no. That's not good. Genesis 30, 27. But Levan said to him, If it now pleases you, stay with me. I have divined, I have searched, I have seen that the Lord has blessed me on your account. Can you see, this is the same thing that was said about Joseph. The Bible says the house of Potiphar was blessed on the account of Joseph. Right here again, the Bible says the house of Laban was blessed on the account of Jacob. I like the way the Amplified Version puts it. It says, And Laban said to him, I have found fa- If I have found favor in your sight, I pray you do not go, for I have learned by experience and from the omens in divination that the Lord has favored me with blessings on your account. The blessing was so powerful. Who you hang out with matters a lot. If people carry the blessing, remember what the Lord told Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. If people who carry the blessing, if you hang around them, I'll tell you, the blessing will rub off on you, will rub off on the works of your hands. That's why when you partner with a ministry, the blessing on that ministry comes off on you. Many people underestimate associations. You know, there are some people you hang around with and things will be just begin to go well for you because the blessing is on their lives. We find it in scripture. And I like the next line. He says, he said, state your salary and I'll give it. Laban didn't want this man to go. He says, I've learned by experience that the blessing is on your life. I want you to state your salary. Tell me how much you want. Name your wages. Oh, that means this blessing was more important than the money this man had to part with. He saw something of value. And that's what's going to happen in your life as you go forward. That people are going to see the blessing of God upon your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and something is going to happen in the life of people around you on account of the blessing. And that's why I tell ladies also and guys, get the blessing. Don't use marriage just to escape poverty. You know people are like that. Ah, I just want to marry. Yeah, I've suffered in my father's house. I cannot come and suffer in my husband's house anymore. No. Marriage is not one of the multiple streams of income. It's not an escape route from poverty. Be so assured of the blessing that you know, listen, if anybody gets in contact with me, either by way of marriage or by way of relationship, the blessing will flow on my account. Praise the name of the Lord. I like what Jacob said. Verse 29, But he said to him, You you yourself know how I have served you, and how your cattle have fed with me. For you had little before I came. You had little before I came. And it has increased to a multitude. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I turn. But now, when shall I provide for my own house? Look at the confidence with which Jacob spoke. He says, I knew when I came here, what you had was little. He says, but listen, it's now increased into a multitude. What did Jacob carry into the house of Laban? Nothing but the blessing. Nothing. Nothing. You remember when he was returning with his family, what he said? He said, I crossed this Jordan with one staff, but now I'm returning in two companies. And God gave him a supernatural idea. And through that supernatural idea, the man broke through into tremendous wealth. The Lord can make you wealthy. The Lord can bless you. It's in the covenant. If you would follow the word of God. Look at this. He says, what you had was little. But when I came, it has increased. When you go and work for people, do you bring increase into the shop? Do you bring increase into that place? Or what they have has multiplied and when you come, you bring decrease. What do you bring into people's life? What do you bring into people's associations? What do you bring when you come into that company? Is there this divine presence of God with you that you carry to bring increase? And you know the good thing here? They were not seeking increase. They were just following God. And that was an addition. I want you to be conscious of this. I don't want you to go into the year we're entering with a mindset, I don't know what's going to happen. No, the blessing is working. The blessing is going to bring you over. Hallelujah. I mean, and we're getting all of those testimonies, I mean, brothers and sharing with us, just getting jobs. Brother was sharing with me, the other, I mean, after the, the service on Saturday, job he's been trusting God for, went and got the job, and even being pushed into a supervisory role. You know, most times, you know, yeah, people come to me, I don't know, either because, I don't know why, but people think I work in a company. I don't know why. You know, maybe soon I'll start putting missionary tag on my head when I'm preaching. And sometimes people come to me in the office and like, Pastor, we need a job. You know, and I'm like, you know, if you ask me how many companies are in this island, I have no clue. I know a few because people talk about them, but I don't have an idea. He said, but you can help. You know the best way I can help you? Sit down, take a note, write, learn what I'm teaching you. The blessing on my life will get you a job. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what you should do. Get the anointing on my life. It will work for you. It will work for you. And I found that right. The people who come in and sit and listen to the word and act on the word and listen to the word and act on the word. They, I mean, things just get on on their lives. I can mention five, six people in this local church in the last couple of months that have gotten jobs that they weren't scheduled for. What was, what was getting that to happen? The blessing. Don't seek for a temporary solution when the anointing can go to work on your life. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? Glory to God. And so we see the blessing increasing in the life of Jacob. And brought him to the place where he began to walk in wealth. If there's anything I can teach you, follow God and stay content with Him. He would bring things to pass in your life. You know, this rush about, about this pressure we have about life, don't have it. You know, people have all these fantastic goals. I want to be a millionaire, but I'm 35. Before I'm 36, by the time I want to. You see, all these things bring pressure. 
Just keep living, you'll be fine. And you know something I've discovered about wealth and riches? You see, when you have it, almost everything you thought you couldn't do. Hmm? Hello? You know you can actually build a house in one year. You can build a house in one year, buy a car, do... All the things you just thought, in the space of two, three years, you just discovered you've done everything. That's the truth. But, you know, the anxiety to get it quickly will give you high blood pressure. And all kinds of diseases. Then by the time the money finally comes, they now say you can't eat chicken, you can't eat this thing, you will be eating black plantain. Now you have money, it's only plantain you can eat. And they say don't pull salt. You now eat plantain like somebody taking medicine. Now you, you have the money. Because you couldn't wait for God to bring it. You destroyed your health seeking it. Or you go out looking for money. You're not with your family. You're not everywhere. Now you have money. You are in the house. Your child comes in and tells you good morning. That's the only communication you have with your child. Because your child does not know you. But yeah, I, 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 I want to provide. I want to provide. I want to provide. Now you have provided no relationship. Hmm? No, your family is not united. There's no unity. Because there's a struggle to get things done. Some of you don't even know what your children like. Hmm? That's not the blessing. Because one of the things the blessing does is to give you a strong family unit. Because the blessing will not come upon your life and destroy your family. Are you hearing what I'm telling you now? You've got to pay attention to that. Because sometimes the world will drive you in the direction of money. The believer is not to pursue money. You are to pursue God. Last scripture. Let's do this last example. Luke chapter 5. Are you learning something this morning? Say amen if you are. Alright. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Verse 1. You know the word of God is good. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. So the crowd were pressing on Jesus. And he saw two boats lying at the, end of, at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out the little wife from the land. And he sat down and began to teach the people from the boat. So Simon offered his boat for Jesus to teach. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Ah. <laughs> Simon answered and said, Master, we walked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do so, do as you say, and let down the nets. Simon said, Hey, we've been walking all night. We walked hard all night. We didn't catch anything. Does this look like painful toil? Yes, it does. It looked like Laboring under sorrow? Yes, it does. Does it look like that? Yeah, sure it looks like that? Yeah. But it says out your word. How? Because the blessing is transferred by words. It says out your word. Look at what it says. And when they had, Simon answered and said, Master, we walked out all night and caught nothing, but I'll do so. As you say, and let down the nets. Verse 6. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for, they, for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats. So they began to sink. Woo! How do you put fishes in a boat that it will almost sink the boat? That's a whole load of fish. But remember what, you see, everything I've been teaching you, I've been consistent with the examples I've been giving you. Do you see that on account of Peter, his partner's boat got filled? The blessing spilled over. Your friends should get blessed because they are hanging around you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And how did Peter get these fishes? The blessing came. The curse was broken. How did the blessing come? He obeyed the words of Jesus. How would you get blessed in your life? Obey the words of Jesus. Let God speak to your heart. What to do? You're entering in a new year. Do you have directions from God? And that's why we cannot just live our lives as Christians waiting for prophets to prophesy over us. You know, people just all the time just go, what is God saying about me? <laughs> you know, one day I was somewhere and someone asked me, what is God saying? What, what, what? He said, man of God, man of God, what do you think God is saying, saying to, you, to, to you about me? I said, God is saying, read your Bible and pray every day. Just do it. 
You see, don't be carried away by this whole thing that makes Christianity look mystical. Hmm? If you see my face, I'll prophesy. Why don't you just see the face of Jesus? And you'll be fine. And we put ourselves under pressure. What is wrong with me? Who is after me? Who is not after me? Focus on the word. The blessing is on your life. Focus on the words of Jesus. If you would act on the word, I'll tell you, it will bring increase to your life. It doesn't matter how you start out. The blessing of God will bring increase to your life. Hallelujah. Come and I said hallelujah. And you see, because of Peter, his partners both got filled. I prophesy over your life. Because of you, people that are associated with you are going to get into the blessing. They are going to get into the blessing. Because they are associated with you, their lives is going to make progress. We're not here to bring a curse on the earth. We're not here for our lives to cause pain. We're here to bring increase. Glory, I said we're here to bring increase. You know what, I'll tell you something. In the year that we're about to enter into, the blessing of God is going to work in this church and this city is going to hear from us. Oh, I'll tell you something. The blessing. I I know the blessing of God is going to come upon KDCC so much. Some people would not even think it's a good thing. You know those guys. You know, when we started church and the Lord started blessing us, you know, people used to say, well, that rich church. I used to be like, no, no, I want it No, that's not... But I'm like, yes, that's us. Because we're not going to accept poverty because you don't like wealth. How many of you know we don't talk about money here all the time? Okay, you don't know. Just say yes, because that's the truth. How many of you know we don't talk about money here all the time? But when we talk about it, we want real good ones. That's why we don't have who is the biggest giver in our church. We don't have who is the biggest giver because anybody has the capacity to become the biggest giver as the blessing get to work on their life. Some of you sitting here listening to me, the day is going to come and a single offering, you're going to give a millionaire. It will not be Thanksgiving offering, it will not be seed. You know, you know how you give all those offerings and you harass God? Oh, Father, I dropped it. I was on the fourth row. The, 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 the usher brought it. I kept it like this. It was one million. Did you see my Isaac sacrifice? No, it's just going to be something you give out of like, wow, the Lord has greatly increased me. Okay. People's faith are still like, Pastor, reduce the figure. Okay. So for there are some of you here, the Lord is going to bring you to the place where you can give a hundred thousand. Yeah, because I see your faith is struggling to breathe. <laughs> I see your faith is struggling to breathe. Okay, let's bring the figure down a bit. No, sir. Increase your faith. Because we have so much to do. I said we have so much to do. You know, a time is coming in this church. We're going to pay other pastors to start other churches in their name. We're going to build churches for them. We're going to send them to the nations of the earth. They don't have to be KDCC churches. It's because the blessing of God is on our life and it's going to flow on their boat. I believe that. Glory to God. Right. Have I said final scripture? When did I say final scripture? A good preacher should have three closings. How many closings have I had now? One. I don't want to be a bad preacher. I have to be a good preacher. Let's do Job 5, 26, 27. I want to be a good preacher. Praise God. I enjoy teaching God's word. I really enjoy teaching God's word. Job chapter 5 and verse 26. I saw this this morning and I thought to share it with you. And then we will close and have our dedication and we we walk in the blessing. Job chapter 5 verse 26. I saw this this morning and it just blessed my life. It was talking about the blessing of God. Mm. If you read from verse 17. It was just talking about the blessing of God upon the life of Job and everything. I like verse 26. It says, you will come to the grave in full vigor. Which means you will not die prematurely. Like the stacking of the grain in its season. You know, a grain is not reaped until its season. So Job, uh, the Lord speaking to Job, he says you will come to the grave in full vigor. That means you would live long. You see, one of the things about the blessings is longevity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But the next line, I want everybody to pay attention to the next line. I like what the next line said, verse 27. Look at this. It says, behold this. 
He says, we have investigated it. And so it is. Hear it and know it for yourself. That's how I want to wrap up this message. This thing about the blessing, I have investigated it. It is so. Hear it and know it for yourself. I mean, I've read this passage before, but today it leaped up in my spirit. The things we are sharing with you are not things we have not investigated. I've shown you from three people. Two in the Old Testament, two in the New Testament, when the blessing got in their life, how they ended up. It's been investigated. It is so. Do you know what you need to do right now? Hear it for yourself. And not just hear it. Do what? Know it. Get a hold of all our messages. Feed your spirit. Hmm? Have a tre- tremendous testimony of one of our, of, of our service team members here. And I say testimony everywhere I go because it represents what I'm teaching. I wanted to leave the city and go to Port Harcourt. His family have said he should come for a special deliverance in Port Harcourt. And I'm not against deliverance. If you have demons, we'll cast them out. Okay? Yeah. There's no problem. If you, if you feel a demon is affecting you, just come to the office. Less than five minutes, we'll cast it out. We can even cast out the demons while we're drinking a bottle of Coke. So that there's no pressure on anybody. Because it's the name of Jesus that cast out demons. And if you don't want to come, you can cast them out yourself. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every demon in my body, I ask it to leave. And it will go. Don't think you have to vomit every time demons leave you. And if you vomit here, you will clean the rug. Your, your demon can go without causing us troubles. And that's the truth. And I mean every word of it. Because sometimes we just feel that when demons leave people, then they have to shout, yeah, hey, then ushers will hold their leg. No, 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 no. It's when you give them room for that. That's actually distraction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can cause demons, and for some of you, evil spirits are leaving you as I speak. That's what the word does. You just go back and realize, oh, this thing is not in my life anymore. It's just gone. Just as you didn't know when he entered. In that sense. Okay. So the brother came and I said, well, why don't you stay in church for a couple of months, hear the word, listen to the word, get messages and listen. And there was something they were supposed to call him for. They had, his set has gone. They hadn't called him. From there, they picked him, called him up. And from there up until now, the blessing is working in his life. The thing with people is when I say sit down and listen to the word, they think it's too much to ask. He's like, Pastor, I'm hustling. I'm trying to make things happen. Well, go ahead. I'm still here. Three years down the line, I'm like wondering, so what have you made happen? Nothing. Because by human strength shall no man prevail. Stay with the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, these things I'm teaching you, they're things I've investigated. That's why it's difficult for me. You, it's difficult for me to go out there. You know, you sometimes see ah, pastors doing a lot of things out there, this one, trying to make things happen. I don't know how to do that. I really don't know how. I stay in my office. I stay with the word. I stay in prayer. I just do the word. Act on the word. Speak the word. And we just see the increase coming. Because that's the way to go about it. We have investigated it. So it is. Hear it. And do what for yourself? Know it for yourself. This is not what my husband knows. This is not what my... No. Know it for yourself. Have faith for yourself. I called my kids two days ago. And I told them, I said, hey, you guys, I told them how I started ministry, how things were tough. We, we literally had to trust God for money. My first son, we couldn't buy napkins, you know, white napkins. We bought just a set. We were only able to afford four napkins. And my dad is a pastor, general overseer of a ministry, and never took a salary for a ministry for five years. She's living by faith and trusting God to meet our needs. And my wife literally had to cut, um, what's that, wrapper. And put on the white napkin so that when he messes up himself, we'd rather wash the cloth than the napkin. So the napkin would remain white. That's how we started with my first son. Hmm? All the things we needed for Auntie Nata, a lady bought for us. God bless that lady wherever she is. I mean, the lady just like, oh, you guys, what are your Auntie Nata list? And she bought everything for us. And that was faith. Because when they brought the list, I'm like, so they're going to use all these things to give birth to this child. Can they? Can they? Can I just give birth to him like halfway or something? He couldn't afford anything. I'm telling you now. But you know what? We're not believing God for another child. We don't want another child. <laughs> We're fine. But you think if I have a child now, buying pampas will be a problem? No, it won't be. Even if you think so, it's not. It's just your thought. You know what has happened? 
the blessing has worked. The blessing has worked. We've investigated this thing. Came into the city, started the church, squatting. First Sunday service, we're like four people. I remember the time the church was 12. Wow, I sent a message to my wife. We were 12 today. It was like a mega church. And today, look at where we are in our own property. Blessed by the Lord. No pressure on anybody. You know what causes that to happen? The blessing. Because you can enter the city in an insignificant way, but your end shall greatly increase. And I make bold to declare to you that in 2021, the name of this church is going to go around this city. The word of God is going to go around this city. And increase is going to come to us like never before. Because this is our time that the blessing is going to speak. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. Let's pray. Father, thank you. We thank you for the blessing at work in our lives. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.